I didn't know he was the Mandalorian, so I wrote down Night Vader. So he's on the poster, Caroline. When you yeah, when you the, look it up on Disney Plus, it's his face. Yeah, the Mandalorian, but it doesn't say like what a Mandalorian is. Like I don't know what a Mandalorian is. <laughs> Welcome to Heinously Uninformed, where we recap the latest episode of the second season of The Mandalorian. I'm Caroline, and I can name three Star Wars movie titles, and I don't know what a Mandalorian is. And I'm Albert, and I'm a lifelong Star Wars fan. Hello! Welcome back to Heinously Uninformed! Welcome, welcome! Wow. Season one of The Mandalorian... Oh, no. Season two of The Mandalorian oh my goodness. has premiered. And we have both seen episode uh, one, chapter nine, titled The Marshal. I didn't write that down. <laughs> you didn't know no. the name of the episode? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I forgot that that was important. I'm sorry. Wow. So, All right. Well. A great beginning. <laughs> a great beginning. Yes. So you didn't even know the episode title. No. Um, well, it's fittingly titled "The Marshal" for reasons we'll get into the in, in the, the 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 content of this episode. But mm-hmm. Caroline, I'm curious. This is your first exposure to anything Mandalorian related. Yeah, anything. Uh-huh. I'm curious. What are your imp- initial impressions, feelings, thoughts? Uh, well, I was correct in my early prediction. I don't like Baby Yoda. What? <laughs> there, I said That's- it. That's how you're going to start this episode. You Hot don't take. like Baby Yoda, the most like beloved character of the Star Wars universe over in like in maybe of all time? I yeah. I mean, I I have I have notes aplenty, so uh when we go through the episode, I can I can highlight exactly where my disdain began. It was the first wow. moment. Uh but uh yeah, um don't don't love Baby Yoda. Uh I did love the music. I thought that was really nice. Uh, <laughs> the music's great. And yeah. Uh, so is Baby Yoda. It's going to be an adventure for sure. Yeah. So I, I guess like uh, just to give you some 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 preamble, this episode of The Mandalorian was written and directed by the show's creator, John Favreau. Um, this is the first time he has helmed an episode. He's only been working behind the scenes as the the showrunner and sort of like the head creative force. Um, But this is the first time he's directed an episode of The Mandalorian. And the other thing to note is this is uh, the longest episode of The Mandalorian in series history. So uh, running at around 54, 55 minutes, I believe. How long are they normally? Are they normally? They fluctuate a lot. So there's some episodes where they're, somewhere in around the 30 minute marker sometimes they're 45 minutes but this one was almost an hour long yeah i thought that they were because that one was an hour and i guess i'm so used to especially with streaming services when they have a show it's either like right around an hour or it's like right around 30 minutes because we're so used to watching tv like that so i guess i just assumed every episode was going to be about an hour yeah Well, for me, this hour flew by very swiftly. Unlike you, I love the show. I've seen season one, and I'm very much a big fan of the series. And in watching this episode, it reminded me uh, a lot about why I really enjoyed the the season one premiere so much. I really love this episode. I think I was sort of uh, falling off the trail of it a little bit towards the end of season one. There was like some high points, some middling points. I mean, the the largest sort of criticism I can give of season one is that sometimes the, sh- the episodes were just like, okay, you know, just okay. Mm-hmm. And I kind of forgot about it. But this episode I thought was fantastic. I love oh. this show. It made me love Star Wars again. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I do not share that sentiment. <laughs> what, what is your sentiment, Caroline? I just know you don't like Baby Yoda, but what do you think okay. of the, the episode as a whole? I didn't just think broadly. that there was, there was like not a lot of tension. Um thought it was a little predictable uh and the way that like some of the like universe uh i'm trying to think of the word for it like the the crystals and the creatures they're like (laughs) oh we only have like the way that the 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 
words were thrown around, I was like, is, does anybody actually know what all these things are? Or is this like just this episode? Is do I need to start remembering? Because like there was back in our season one for Game of Thrones, there was like, what was it like dragon glass or whatever? Dragon glass. Yeah. Uh, or Dragonstone or something. So it's like. Dragonstone. Are we still making this mistake <laughs> a year later? <laughs> look, I never learned it. It was never my job to know that. Okay. Someone. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It, I when they started talking about these crystals, I was like. Am I going to have to file this away in my brain and be like, this is the most powerful substance known to man? Or is this just trivia? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So Well, we'll we'll get into it. But before we get into the, the recap, which we should get into because it's a yes, long episode and there's a lot is. to cover. Yeah. Let's just remind the viewers that, I mean, the listeners, that they can also be viewers. We are recording this on Halloween. So happy Halloween, everyone. If you want to see us in costume, you got to check out our Instagram and YouTube because we are dressed as Star Wars characters, right, Caroline? I oh yes, I am. <laughs> Which yes. Star Wars character are you? Um, Velmanjaron. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's... I'm 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 actually just dressed up as uh, the the skeleton or one of the bullies from the Karate Kid. So oh, th- that's my thing. I'm I'm Velma. I'm wearing a sweater and glasses. <laughs> I really like Vel Vel Mandalorian. Vel Mandalorian. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So check us out on YouTube and Instagram if you want to take a little a visual snapshot of how we look like on Halloween. And also, I I will look radically different for next week's episode because I have a lump in my neck that I'm getting surgically removed uh, sometime mid of middle of next week, which will be fine. I'll be good, but I will. And I talked to my doctor about this, Caroline. I will be able to record next week's episode. I just will have bandages and I will look a little drugged out and swollen. Oh, my God. Okay. Because I was trying to figure out if I want to record with someone who is a super fan. Like, if you weren't available, I was like, I could try to. I don't know if this person has a microphone. Or if I'm just going to, like, ask my friend who also hates Star Wars and we just take a big old dump on the show for an hour. Oh, my God. (laughs) Caroline, let's get into it. Let's start recapping okay. the show. Are you ready? Yes. All right. I mean, so- before we even get into the opening shot, I just yeah. wanted to note that the Lucasfilms logo looks like Seven's jeans from, <laughs> or not Seven's, like True Religion jeans. True from Religion like, jeans? What yeah. are you talking about? True I have religion no idea jeans. what you're referencing. It's, uh, they were- Wait, a- I know I know True Religion, the yeah. jeans. Yes, True And you think the jeans. logo looks like- that because they have these like tacky pockets on the back <laughs> and it just looked like um shining denim with rivets <laughs> so. jesus christ caroline i think i might hate you by the end of our I know. season two like it's been nice being friends with you it was nice I, being I guess friends with this you, is goodbye i don't know th- this podcast is really just chronicling the end of our friendship yes all right so let's start the okay. show opens with uh the mandalorian and baby yoda uh, sort of walking towards the camera. And we learn that um, our, our, our our titular characters, who's, uh, do you know their names? Well, I I kind of do now, I guess. Well, we have Baby Yoda. Does Bobby, Does Baby Yoda have a name or is he just Baby Yoda? He's referred to as the child in the show. Okay. Uh, and then I learned, but only because I turned the subtitles on. And I learned it 15 minutes into the show from my subtitles that the yeah. guy in the helmet is the Mandalorian, yeah. but he's also a Mandalorian. Apparently, yeah. I learned from the dialogue in the show as well. But I, so yeah. I still don't know what a Mandalorian is. I just know that it's not a person named a Mandalorian. Yeah. Just to give to go real brief, because this episode is riddled with references, Easter eggs. It is riddled with so much so much stuff that we can spend hours talking about everything. But briefly, I do think it's important for you to understand what Mandalore or Mandalorians are. Yeah. Uh, they're essentially a a race, a creed, a culture at this point that is really sort of uh, centered on like uh, I guess they're co- it's like a warring culture, a warrior classing culture. Um, they've been, uh, they were one of the most like, um, feared and renowned, uh, sort of force in the galaxy. They went to toe to toe with some of the strongest people in the universe, like Jedi's, 
um, the Empire, at some points the Republic. So they really are a uh, a force to be reckoned with. However, and and I must mis- uh, correct a mistake I made from the first episode or episode zero, which is this show does not take place between episode three and four. It actually takes place between episode six and episode seven. So between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. And so as a result of that situating it in that timeline, you must understand that Mandalorians are nearly extinct. Their, their creed, their sort of culture, their, their sort of faction is spread out, shattered, broken, and sort of shambling. Are Mandalorians in the earlier Star Wars films? Are they referenced? Um, or are they, is this show just like, hey, we're going to make something up called Mandalorians. <laughs> no, Mandalorians have a very deep and heavy lore attached to the oh, movies, and okay. and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But that I just want to make sure you understood sort of that presence. Um, did you okay. gather that as they approached the first sort of uh, sort of foe that we meet, uh, Gore Koresh, the Cyclops looking guy? Who? <laughs> <laughs> what? So Mandalorian and Yoda, baby Yoda, essentially, or the child, they arrive to this like shady fighting ring, remember? Yes. And he he gets in and he meets with this like criminal overlord, right? This underground guy who uh, has only one eye. Right. Cyclops. Okay. Yeah. Cyclops. Um, So they're the, the, the Mandalorians are essentially very rare creatures. Did you gather that from that opening scene? No. Well, what did you gather from that opening scene when when he arrives into the fighting ring? Okay, well, my first question, we see Baby Yoda, and I look at him, I'm like, he's going to make a noise. Is it going to be an old man noise? Is it going to be a baby noise? So I had that in my head. And then he walks into the the ring, and I didn't have my subtitles on yet, and the volume was, like, not great. So I kind of missed uh, a little bit of that opening scene dialogue. Um, Yeah. What happened? What do you mean? What, did you not watch the show? I watched the show. I just don't remember. I, I remember there's like two Shreks in a <laughs> ring kicking each other's butts. And they're arguing. And then I was writing down a note when someone shot one of the Shreks. I don't know who shot one of the Shreks either. The Gore Koresh, uh, the Cyclops-looking guy. Okay. Do you know the actor that plays Gore Koresh, by the way? No. Uh, so in the end titles, there were several like big names. And I wasn't sure where John Leguizamo fit, because I didn't see him. But apparently John Leguizamo plays Gore Koresh, the guy who shot one of those green Shreks. So when you say, is it Gore Koresh? Gore Koresh, yeah. Okay. Is that is that like the a reference to any creature that looks like him like tuscans or is is that his name that's his name caroline geez that's such an offensive question okay well he dies immediately so (laughs) is he in the first season and no no he's a he's a new character to me um he might have some sort of existence in like some of the deeper lore but this was his first sort of presence on the show so you're calling him by name is he called by name and i just like didn't yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> he asked the bouncer, like, hey, I'm looking for Gore Koresh. Oh, okay. I do remember him saying that. I guess I guess because that's a fucking weird name, I was yeah. like, that's I don't know what that is. I don't know who that is. I don't know. Mandalorian. Oh my I don't God. know. Uh, so there's this moment in that sequence where um the the tides are turning on on our our hero, the Mandalorian, and he hits something on his wrist and it turns blue. And Baby Yoda which is the, this is the like sort of first moment that I'm like, oh, Caroline's going to love Baby Yoda. Car- Baby Yoda looks at Mandalorian because he knows what's about to happen and presses the button to close the door on himself. You did not find that endearing at all? Uh, well, okay. I think Baby Yoda is endearing looking. I think he's very <laughs> cute, except for his teeth. The teeth are fucked up. Okay. <laughs> But as soon as Baby Yoda started cooing like an actual baby, I was like, world's most annoying character. <laughs> like, no, Caroline. Oh, my God. Everyone's going to hate you. I know. I, <laughs> that is I, such an unpopular opinion to take. <laughs> hot take. Baby Yoda, annoying. Wow. All right. Well, well, 
we'll move on from that scene unless you want to bring anything up. But that scene ends with uh, Mandalorian or Mando uh-huh. seeking people of his uh, his race or his his creed um, because uh, at the end of season one he is tasked with finding a home for the child, which is Baby Yoda, and um, Gore Koresh directs him to Tatooine, and then we right. leave. Gore Koresh hanging, uh, which I believe he dies from whatever Those large red-eyed, red-eyed rats. Creatures. Yeah. yeah. I do want to uh, note that I didn't know that the helmeted main character was a Mandalorian or the Mandalorian yet. So my description is Night Vader. Night Vader? <laughs> and Night Vader is spelled like K Knight. Knight Vader. Caroline. <laughs> Caroline, this is the first episode. Yep, I don't know anything. I don't know any of these characters. I didn't know he was the Mandalorian, so I wrote down Night Vader. So he's on the poster, Caroline. When you yeah, when you look it... it up on Disney Plus, it's his face. Yeah, the Mandalorian, but it doesn't say like what a Mandalorian is. Like I don't know what a Mandalorian is. <laughs> like it, I don't know. The baby Yoda could have been a Mandalorian. Like if he's like if if the purpose of the show is bringing a baby Yoda to wherever he's supposed to go then like maybe maybe he's the mandalorian after all you know wow well you're wrong (laughs) anyway night vader night vader leaves with baby yoda in search of a place to bring baby yoda yes yes and so we arrive in tatooine a planet that has a lot of history in the star wars universe and we meet a returning character from season one played by the wonderfully the wonderful person amy sedaris do you remember this this character? She's she's the one that uh, she meets um, the man Mandalorian, or I'm just gonna call him Mando. Mando at at the docking station. Yeah, right? she she's like in a jumpsuit and has curly hair. What did you think of uh, Amy Sedaris's character? Which uh, the, the character's name is Peli Mato. Uh, I mean, she was definitely there. <laughs> oh my god, I thought you would love her too. <laughs> she liked Baby Yoda an uncomfortable amount. So she's like, look at this little baby. Look at him. Look at him with oh his little God. his little teeth and his little baby noises. Look at she him. was the, she was baby Yoda's uh, babysitter for like an episode in season one. Oh, okay. So she has like a history with this little this little guy. Okay, yeah. but she's also so like amazingly charismatic and funny. I bet she is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Well, he's he's tasked with going to this area, this this outpost called Mos Pelgo. Um, I guess before we head to Mos Pelgo, I'm curious, Caroline. Do you know any? Does the the, the planet name Tatooine ring a bell? Does Mos Eisley ring a bell at all? Tatooine does. Uh, I feel like that is where. Okay, this is where I don't know anything again. Um. Little little Luke Skywalker in the very early films, like when he is in that weird like dome of a home, people <laughs> die, right? I don't know. I feel like that's is Tatooine where Luke Skywalker like lived was a bingo. Uh, I'm gonna make a note. Let's make a note to put a sound effect right here, like a game show bell ringing. Because Caroline, you just won. The grand prize of recognizing what Tatooine is. Fuck yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Caroline, mm-hmm. you just recovered. You just recovered. You know, you, you hate Baby Yoda, but you know what Tatooine is. I do. Great. Wonderful. All right. So now we're on Tatooine mm-hmm. and Mando seeks out um, a fellow Mandalorian, which Gore Koresh uh, signaled would be at this outpost called Mos Pelgo. Mos Pelgo. I think that's what it's called. And however, um, when they pull it up on the map, it's like, uh, it's supposed to be here. I don't know where it is. And so he 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 drives his little speed bike and arrives at this like desolate outpost, sort of like a very Western-esque setting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he enters this bar seeking um, someone like him, someone that looks like him. Is so So he was told that another Mandalorian was here and that's why he showed up? Yeah. And does he want to be friends with those who are like him? Or is he like, I'm the only one that can be a Mandalorian. And then he's going to try to kill this man. Because I know he does try to kill 
this guy, but I think it's because he's like, you're a fucking imposter wearing this shit that's not yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you doing? So, uh, basically, um, Mandalorians are... They're 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 not at war with each other. They're actually friendly. And now something that you I should mention now is that Baby Yoda does have some force abilities. Do you know what the force is? You use it. <laughs> That's so what Baby I know. Yoda, Baby Yoda could be a Jedi. However, the Jedi and the Mandalorians, like I referenced earlier, have a long storied history of wars and battles and conflicts. So the fact that Mando is protecting this child is kind of a big transgression for him in and in his role in the Mandalorians. So, with that said, he is looking for some help because he needs help with his child. And then we meet someone who is adorned in armor that we've seen before. Does the armor ring a bell at all, Caroline? I mean, it just looks like what the Knight Vader is wearing. <laughs> oh my god, everyone's gonna hate you, Caroline. The Knight Vader. So basically, the last time a Mandalorian was seen in on Tatooine in the films was in Return of the Jedi, a movie you said you watched. I never said that I watched it. The movie you did. Well, okay. Is that one of is is that one of the original original? That is from one the, of the original from the seventies uh-huh. or eighties or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Then technically, I've probably seen it on VHS, but. When I say I saw it on VHS, I literally saw it in the 90s. It's the last time okay. I saw it. So... so that armor belongs to arguably one of the most infamous, beloved Star Wars characters in all of uh, the lore. And that character's name is Boba Fett. Have you? Does that name ring a bell at all? I mean, I, I it's familiar, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know who that is. So Boba Fett, like Mando... Uh, because the Mandalorians have like fallen in, by the wayside in terms of their culture and sort of power and presence in the galaxy, they've been regulated to a life of bounty hunting. So Boba Fett was Darth Vader's number one bounty hunter. And Boba Fett was responsible for capturing and uh, Han Solo. He was by Darth Vader's side when Han Solo was captured. Okay, so Boba Fett is definitely a bad guy. Boba Fett's a bad guy. And okay. so so that moment when Mandalor the Mando turns his back, sees someone approaching and he's wearing Boba Fett's armor, it's it not only is a huge uh it, not only does it stick out because the armor doesn't fit him that well, like the 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 guy that is silhouetted is very slim. Boba yeah. Fett was not slim. Boba Fett wore that armor very snugly and was like kind of like a a, a built person, but this person was a kind of like a cowboy, a slender cowboy. And the the main signal for Mando to know that this was an imposter. I mean, for fans of the series, you immediately know that this is not Boba Fett because, uh, spoiler alert, last time we saw Boba Fett, he was getting eaten alive by a, a big monster in a in a sarlacc pit. So for all intents and purposes, Boba Fett is dead. We all think he's dead. So for him, for supposedly Boba Fett to be arriving at this bar in the middle of nowhere in Tatooine is already suspicious for audiences. But you did not gather that, right? Nope. I was like, he either wants to kill this person because they're another Mandalorian and he wants to be the only one, or he wants to kill this person because... They're dressed as a Mandalorian, probably wearing stolen armor. Maybe they killed the other Mandalorian and he's automatically going to be an enemy for killing yeah. another Night Vader. <laughs> Stop calling him Night Vaders. I'm, gonna call him I'm putting my foot down. You can't do this. Not 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 with Star Wars. You can't do it. But okay, they're in this they're in this little uh what is it? <laughs> Not a tiki bar. Cantina. Cantina. It's not a tiki bar. What? It's not a- Where did you see the pineapples? I mean, I guess it was a pretty dry place. Okay. Uh, but is that, was that blue milk? Was that the famed blue milk? <clears throat> uh, it could have been. I'm, I, I, I must have missed that detail, but great catch, Carol. What? It was I, bright I, blue. He's like, come, have a, have a thing with me. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. But I don't think it was described as blue milk. Or I mean, I don't think it's referred to as blue milk in the Star Wars universe. So right, I guess because like that's like my uninformed uh, <laughs> opinion, not opinion, <Yeah>. observation. <laughs> observation, yeah, yeah. 
but what triggered the real conflict in that scene was the fact that this new character played by the legendary Western hero from uh, TV's Justified, Timothy Oliphant, he took off his helmet. He took off his helmet. You don't, you don't, Mandalorians. They don't do that. They don't take off their helmets. So have we never seen the Mandalorian's face? Uh, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save that little tidbit. See, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save that for a future episode. I'll okay. tell you that later. All right. Okay. <laughs> but uh, we see Timothy Olyphant's face, whose character's name is Cobb Vanth, and we learn that he um, is not Boba Fett. He is a sort of uh, the marshal. He is the marshal of this town, sort of the protector of these uh, underprivileged folks. Hence. The episode title, The Marshal. The Marshal. There it is. That's the title. There it is. I knew yeah. that. So when when Mando saw him take off his helmet, he immediately knew that something was off. Because Mandalorians do not take off their helmets. Absolutely not. That miss that went over your head? <laughs> I mean, I guess because like he never took his off. Like I should I should have been like, oh, obviously this guy is not a Mandalorian, but because I still didn't have written down that Night Vader, I still had him in my notes as Night Vader. So <laughs> <laughs> meant nothing to me. I don't know what it means. Yeah. All right. Um, and this, so once Mando discovers that he is an imposter, he immediately uh, f- uh, must take uh, take justice into his own hands and retrieve the Mandalorian armor from him, uh, which is interrupted by some earth-shattering... Yeah. An earth-shattering arrival, right? A graboid appears. A what? Have you seen Tremors? Yeah. Oh, is that what it's called? That's what they're called, graboids. <laughs> I watched it, like, three days ago. It's such a good movie. I love Tremors, it's yeah. So good. I forgot it was called graboids. But yes, a graboid, or what we learned to be a, a crate dragon. Oh, right. Yeah. And crate dragons are, I don't want to get too deep into it, but they're essentially ferocious dragons, right? They are they are some of the oldest, most threatening creatures on the planet of Tatooine. Um, we don't get a good look of it at it because like Tremors, like a Tremors graboid, it is under the sand and it eats a bantha, one of those like big elephant looking things, okay. right? Okay, is that like... Because I called them Appa in all of my <laughs> notes. Uh, Appa from like Avatar: The Last yeah, Airbender. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Um, so I, I could w- see that. I wasn't sure. I'm. I was. Well, here. I knew it was called something. I don't know trivia. So yeah. what is it called? A. It's a bantha. Bantha. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's called a bantha. Was it with a T H? Yeah. B A N T H A. Okay. So. This immediately creates a, 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 an exchange, a negotiation. Mando isn't an unfair bounty hunter. This guy obviously is an altruistic person, Cobb Vanth, and he requests Mando's help in exchange for the armor, and he agrees. And thus, the journey of this episode begins where they must defeat the Crate Dragon in order for Mando to retrieve the armor. Yes. I mean, aside from the Star Wars lore, care, uh, uh, aside from the Star Wars lore, Caroline, uh-huh. do you fall like? Are you understanding like what's happening from scene to scene? Like you understand like the big, yeah. like just basic plot, right, right? The basic plot, yeah. I mean, the beginning was foggy because they're like saying words, they're naming places or people or things like silicax mm-hmm. crystals. I'm like, I don't know what any of this fucking shit is. Uh, hey, uh, I don't know what silicax crystals are. Either, but the way or- that they, the way that he was like. I had a bundle full of silicax crystals. This is a Western. And I done traded it for a water skin and some armor. And I was like, is this silicax crystal? Is it trivia? Or is it like very valuable currency? Is this something like in the world where it's like, that's like our diamonds or something? But our silicax crystals are like, I don't fucking know. I guess it's valuable. I mean, some of the, the thing is, like I said, the show's riddled with, plenty of little easter eggs and references maybe the crystals are something that are just outside of my knowledge but i mean for example the the thing that um cob vanth drives around is a like a propeller from uh, a, a pod racer from star wars episode one 
So it is like an engine from these racing vehicles from the first Star Wars movie, or uh, uh, I guess the 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 reboot that came out in like the late night in 1999. So that's sort of a nod to that movie. Um, the the crate dragon is I don't think we've seen it in the Star Wars um, movies, but I encountered a crate dragon in a video game called Knights of the Old Republic. So there's they're really just sort of using the lore of Star Wars to just sprinkle in every little thing. So I do sympathize with your um, confusion because you're not sure if it's an integral uh, right reference point and or I if think- it's just a, a a thing within the universe. Right, and I think that's why like. I definitely like get like, okay, like he's going, he's trying to find something for the baby. Okay, he's going here because apparently something can help with the baby. Now he sees mm-hmm. this guy who like, hey, you shouldn't be wearing that. Oh, you're going to give it back to me? Okay, cool. Like I get that, but then I get yeah. caught up in like the Silicax crystal details where I'm details. like, I don't know if this is important. So I write down a yeah. bunch of notes and then I miss, <laughs> yeah. you know, Shrek getting shot by whom? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Caroline. Well, the reason you know about the crystals is because on the, they you know they agree to um, hunt this dragon and on their journey to the dragon's uh, lair, there's a flashback. We see sort of what happened to this outpost to, that ended ended or that resulted in this outpost being sort of a derelict sort of like fringe outpost. And and what we see is that uh, there there was uh, they were cheering, they're celebrating because they were watching the broadcast of a Death Star the second Death Star getting destroyed, which means that the Empire no longer has their sort of dictatorship or rule over or their occupation of this outpost, right? Did you get that? No. Wait, <laughs> you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't see those people like cheering and and celebrating? I mean, like, I, I the guess- exploding Death Star? I, you're saying the second one. I thought there was only one. Oh, no. So. <laughs> Cobb Vanth. Like explicitly says, yeah, I remember when the, the Death Star exploded. Right. The second one. Oh, fuck. Okay. Oops. So there were two Death Stars. Okay. And the but second were, one. Were there only two or is there going to be a third one that pops up? Arguably, there's Starkiller Base in The Force Awakens. That was like a planet-sized Death Star. We don't. We, that, so that was in the newest trilogy that came out not too long ago. Okay. But technically only two Death Stars. And this second, the destruction of the second Death Star also signaled the the end of the empire or the 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 you know the clone you know the Darth Vader and and the Sith and and the empire you know you know the empire right I'm grasping at straws Caroline help me out I don't know the empire <laughs> I know it strikes back <laughs> at one point that's all I know all right I'm gonna hang myself <laughs> no please don't do that <laughs> okay, okay 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 I'm sorry okay so we flash back we see what happened to this town because the empire's destruction there's this power vacuum and so basically uh, this mining company ultimately took over and was enslaving this outpost and and Cobb Vanth being the the altruistic man he is stole some crystals used those crystals to buy some armor from some Jawas and that armor belongs to Boba Fett. So that is sort of the origin story of this marshal. Okay. Okay. It was like reading my notes as you're describing it. I'm like, this all tracks. Yeah. Okay. Did, did anything stick out from that flashback? Uh, just that like, okay, they burst in and they're shooting people, right? And then fake Mandalorian, I don't remember his name, uh... Falls to the ground and is crawling around the bar, right? And then we see yeah. another guy leaning against the bar. He did not look like he had been shot, by the way. <laughs> he was way too fucking chill. He was just laying there and then, like, kind of opens his hand. There's no blood or whatever. Are you talking about the bartender? Yeah. He didn't look like he had been was shot. Was he shot? I don't that, think he was well, shot. That was the thing. Was like it, He, like, clutched his, like, oh. belly. And yeah, then, that's like, right. and then he, like, the, the not Mandalorian like oh, crawls away like he gets away leaving yeah. him there so he must be like well you're gonna die so why uh, I just Wait, he, he, carried him, he carried him outside oh did he yeah he carried him through the back exit he helped him out wait I thought he he, he was hiding behind the bar yep. and then he was like we gotta get out of here and he picked him up and carried him out through the back or like helped him out through the back exit okay well maybe I was writing down <laughs> Did he really get shot? <laughs> Caroline, it sounds like you need to rewatch the show. I feel like I need to like, maybe I need to like 
dictate my notes as opposed to like <laughs> writing down my notes. You're missing some crucial yeah, content. Like I li- like it was probably pivotal. I still don't know who shot Shrek. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, we got we got to move it. Okay. We got to move yes. it because there's still so much stuff to cover. So, so much. After this flashback, we arrive um at the dragon's lair, or even prior to that, um, we run into some Tuscan raiders, right? And, and we see these spiked uh, animals, like these dog-like creatures. Yes. But, uh, Mando, the Mando is able to speak uh, the Tuscan raider language and uh, calm them down. And then we meet uh, the Tuscan raiders. Uh, do you remember seeing these types of characters before? This No. All right. Well, they I, also play their big presence in all the Star Wars films, so I don't blame you. Well, but Not all of them, but like they're pretty iconic. I mean, yeah, I, I like didn't I, I I was like, oh, this they only live here, and we're, this is our first time seeing them ever in the whole universe, ever. <laughs> I guess I'm wrong. Yeah. Okay. Well, the Tuscan Raiders we learn have the same problem as uh, the Mos Pelgo outpost, which is the crate dragon is just causing so much trouble for both of these tribes, and they come to an agreement: we must work together to defeat this dragon. Yes. Right. And. Uh, so once they sort of come to that conclusion, uh, they return to Mos Pelgo to sort of bring this sort of deal to the, the town folks and right. try to win. Because they've they're... kind of been volunteered already. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, my, my impression of when they were sort of, when both Cobb Vanth and Mando were sort of giving the spiel about what's going to happen, we're going to take out the, the crate Dragon, but... We got to work with these Tuscan Raiders. I got the vibe that the townsfolks of Mos Pelgo were very like, they all sounded like very much like MAGA hat wearing people. Just like. I literally have in my <laughs> notes, I feel like sand people is a slur. Yeah, it is. Like, oh, I the, was the, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. the the In, in the movies, um, the Tuscan Raiders were um, his or just problematically sort of stereotype from just like a lot of uh middle east and asian culture and they were always just sort of like fodder for our main heroes who are uh not to get too edgy here but Mm -hmm. we're all white so and these tuscan raiders are all covered in rags which are reminiscent of cultures that are uh not necessarily western so the what what this episode is doing is it's sort of giving them a little bit more life and humanity. Mm-hmm. And I think that scene in the in the cantina where they're sort of pleading with the town definitely feels sort of like a response to where we're at culturally now where where uh we we don't like those kind and they you know very like western you know uh, you know sounding uh conservative folks just being I don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. No. I could easily see them all voting for Trump to be honest. Uh <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. I'm watching this show because I'm like, I want to exist in a totally different universe. (laughs) And the same problems are still present here. Got it. Well, well, it initially is a problem, but... They they rally together, right? They, they, they do are able- after after yelling at each other because they accidentally drop an explosive. Not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. An accident yeah. could kill everyone, but it's an accident. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I I did. I was like, I was gonna I was gonna take that sort of motion, just like, oh yeah, that's a good message. But it's a bomb. It <laughs> like, is a bomb. Like don't. <laughs> They dropped a bomb. Like they dropped a whole bomb. Oh no! Could have gone but real bad. They work together. They, they did. They, they they come together and they make the trek to the the crate dragon's lair. Which uh, do you remember? Can you recap the their battle plan for this this confrontation? Yeah. So they're gonna do the thing that made me really upset from the fucking get, which is they put they keep putting these little appas like out there, like just as like bait, just to like <laughs> you know. Make it so it doesn't come eat us. We're just going to put... And I'm like, that's not fair to that little creature. So they they put it there. It's bait. They're going to draw it out. They've buried the bombs. And then they're going to blow it up because it's tummy. His little tummy is the only <laughs> sensitive part. It's tummy's a little weak. So yeah. uh, let, me, let me ask you point blank here. Okay. At this point in the show, are you more sympathetic to the Banthas that are being used as bait versus Baby Yoda? Absolutely. Oh my god. Why do I set you up for this? Why do I I set myself up to be sad and angry? 
Because I, I guess I feel like Baby Yoda has someone like looking out for him. People are caring for him. And these other creatures are like, nah, man, just fucking feed him. Just, <laughs> we got, we got six more in the back. Like they just feel <laughs> like they're just disposable. And I'm like, that's not fair. That's a living creature. I don't know yeah. why it has bloody nostrils. That seems weird. <laughs> but like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, the plan makes sense to me. You know, when you're fighting a crate dragon, one of the most sort of feared creatures, coveted for, you know, the the their, you know, parts of their bodies are very coveted, which we'll get into a little bit later. But um, crate dragons are mean foes. So you really gotta. You, I mean, it's not only the banthas that were being putting their lives at stake. It was these these uh, humans from most Elgos, or not even humans, just this collection of of. Um, refugees sort of in, from this outpost and Ruskin, uh, Tuscan Raiders. So mm-hmm. everyone's risking their life to fight this foe. Uh, did you like the plan? <laughs> did it make sense? It made sense. I guess I was just kind of like, I guess because I said at the, the top of the episode, like the show, uh, there wasn't a lot of tension. So I was like, what's the one thing that's going to go wrong so that it feels tense? And that was they draw it out. They try to explode it, and then it retreats. And I'm like, oh, I'm surprised. It's retreating. (laughs) And then it explodes from the top of a mountain, and it starts puking bile everywhere. And I'm like, oh, no, that's probably (laughs) deadly. Uh, I just felt like great plan, but I I guess I knew from, like, a show standpoint, I was like, where's the tension? There wasn't a lot of tension for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'll agree with you there that that sort of – um that conceit of um, the plan. You know the plan's not going like, to go according to plan. It's not going to go according to plan, but work. I also know, because again, space genre, I know everyone's going to be fine. Wow. Okay. I know it's going to be okay. Hot take, hot take. Hot I forgot take. you don't like space as a genre. I don't like space as a genre. So the plan begins, and did you notice there was a visual flourish that happened that really uh, intrigued me, uh, caught my eye? Tell me more. The aspect ratio changed during the battle. So basically, all this time we're seeing the film, the, the show is a letterbox. So that means there's a black bar at both the top and bottom of the screen. Mm-hmm. However, when this crate dragon em- emerged, it seems like they switched to some higher quality cameras, maybe some IMAX footage, because the letterbox faded away and we were suddenly in, uh, gazing upon a full, oh. high, higher fidelity image. I thought that was a really cool touch. I bet I would notice it if I went back and watched it again, but I <laughs> I was so distracted by all the bile that I just That's true, that's true. But so much th- of that it. that battle was pretty epic, don't you think? Yeah, no, it was definitely like I had some issues with some of the CG uh in the earlier parts of the episode, but I definitely thought that this monster was like pretty well done. I thought yeah. the animation looked really, really great. Um and yeah, I thought I thought it was like a good fight scene. It just felt How like does... it could have been more tense. I guess because like I guess because this is contained to one episode, mm-hmm. like this plot line of like, oh, like I'm gonna give you my armor if you help me kill this thing. It's like, well, he's gonna kill the thing so we can get his armor. Like <laughs> yeah. I guess I just wish there was another way of like keeping it to be like more tense where it's like or if someone would have died, I don't know, for real died, not fake died, not get eaten by the thing and then shoot out in an electrical cloud and then fair enough fair enough i will say season one did see the the death of several beloved characters which you will likely not meet in this season because they died because they're dead and i guess i guess this is funny because i stopped watching game of thrones because of character death and now i'm in mandalorian i'm like yes character death give me that (laughs) (laughs) wow you're a hypocrite caroline sorry okay so as you mentioned the plan they set the plan. They lay the explosives. They lure the dragon out. Yes. Um, they, they 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 successfully lure it out. They successfully it successfully falls for the bait, and they successfully let off the explosions, and it blows up. However, like you mentioned, the dragon is a powerful creature. It yes. is not dead. No. And then so retaliates by emerging from the top of the mountain, shooting this bile. At which point, the commanders, both Cobb Vanth and Mando, step into the fight. Did you uh, did you know that um, Mandalorians could fly like that? No, I it caught me off guard. It looked like some like weird like water world. <laughs> like <laughs> I've never seen water world. <laughs> how do you 
doing? <laughs> What's happening, Caroline? <laughs> it looks like Waterworld. Because doesn't uh, Waterworld... I've never seen Waterworld. Doesn't Waterworld the, at Universal, doesn't it have, like, people that have, like, a jetpack wearing... I don't know. <laughs> they don't have jetpacks. They're ziplining. Okay, so they, they they fly across, and they're they're trying to sort of help, uh, help their battle um, go through. But um, Mando and Cobb are realizing this is a losing battle. So... They have a last-ditch effort. Mando spots a bantha covered in explosives. And we know how I and, feel about this. Uh, yes. Sacrificial so, lamb. Just just usher it forward. It doesn't even so, want to die. It breaks free. It pulls up its own stake. It runs away. Rude. That's true. It's fucking true. rude, man. Uh, so Mando does the heroic thing by kicking Cobb Vance's jetpack, which sends him flying outside of, of harm's way now that is also sort of like a reference slash easter egg to the last time that because that armor is notoriously known for getting lightly tapped and shooting you off into the distance which is how boba fett the original owner of that armor um died in the star wars shows because han solo just accidentally hit his jetpack, which sent him flying into the belly of a monster Oh, so that was sort of like a little nod to that. There's plenty of that. There, we can, I can go on and on. There's so many of those things, but basically, Mando and this Bantha full of explosives get eaten by this dragon, which is ultimately the demise of this dragon, right? Yes, gets detonated, but from the inside, not before Mando flies out of its mouth in an electrical cloud. Wasn't that cool? Wasn't that so cool, Caroline? But how did he make the electrical cloud? Like, is he just... He's got, he's got zappers and he's got his, like, his rod shoots electricity. It also shoots, it's like a sniper rifle. <laughs> I don't know. For the, for the <laughs> listeners, Caroline is shrugging and... Dancing and a little me, bit. I don't know. Me... <laughs> Making some weird, I don't know, faces. I don't know. But they do it. They do it. They defeat the dragon and everyone is happy and cheering. Um, um, were there any sort of main takeaways before we move on to the next bit? Uh, the next bit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, main takeaways. Uh, I mean, they they succeeded. He should get his armor back. He Caroline, does. You you couldn't even fake excitement. I don't. For <laughs> <laughs> they keep killing these little guys. Yeah, but there's still some living. Yeah, but obviously, that's, but they just keep being like, I don't know. Bring old Tobias they're, around from the back. He's next up. He's old. Like it, well, their sacrifices fostered, or at least laid the groundwork f- groundwork for peace between these two sort of warring groups, the Tuscan Raiders and and uh, this outpost. So, all all in all, I think it was a worthy endeavor, um, and they're swift to celebrate. And uh, Cobb Vanth, the man of his word, agrees to remove the armor, and give it to Mando. And then so he does. Bunch. It's good. It's great. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of... A, a lot of um, uh, the thing is, I think the episode, because when we see that first scene, there's a negotiation between Gore Koresh and Mando, mm-hmm. and Gore Koresh betrays him and sort of tries to backfire. As an audience member, did you feel that Cobb Vanth could have been evil at this point? Do you think he could have turned on Mando? No. No? Because I knew it was going to be summed up in an episode, and we're never going to see this motherfucker again. <laughs> well, I will say he's he's new to this season okay. or series, mm-hmm. so we might see him again. Oh. He, he's he's honestly such a perfect Western actor. Like, if, if he starred in this show called Justified, and he really just pulled it off. I kind of wanted him to keep the armor, because I think he earned it, but uh, Mando rides off with It's not going to happen. But- he's going to give it back. Give it back to who? I mean, that's what I mean. It's like he's going to give it to the Mandalorian because that was the deal. Yes. yes. Yeah, that is a deal. And uh, the Tuscan Raiders are quick to sort of rip apart this carcass for its its valuable resources, its its meat, its its bones, its yeah. stuff. And then at, at a certain point, the Tuscan Raiders gra- find something. It looked like a pearl, but it's not because this is not an ocean-dwelling creature. It is a pearl. Wait, what? <laughs> it is a pearl. What? I don't know the exact name of it. But I do know that Pearl is a highly coveted, like, um, it, when when people slay crate dragons, they are slaying him, not only for the honor of killing, like, the the pride of killing this, this animal, but it's also to get the Pearl. 
Oh, I thought it was like, I was like, that looks like a pearl. And then like, that's what I wrote down. I was like, maybe it's an egg. I don't know what it is. Like, yeah, I thought it was an egg at first too. Right. Cause like, I thought I Googled it. Okay. Cause like the way he held it up, I was like, it's not an egg because unless they're like celebrating, like we killed it before it gave birth or something, <laughs> which maybe could be a reason to be like, fuck yeah, we did it. Uh, yeah. But it, th- it just seemed like it was way more prized than an egg. No, it's an incredibly valuable uh, resource because that 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 pearl has some properties that are still a little bit unknown to the the Star Wars universe. I'm sure there's some super fan that's going to be like, well, actually, it's this, this, this. But from what I've cursorily read about the pearl is that the pearl could be used to create a, a lightsaber or a dark saber. It has some properties of of these Kaiba crystals that are used to power lightsabers which i know i'm talking to you right now it's going one ear and going out the other ear i'm not gonna save any the of pearl that. <laughs> is very valuable okay that's the takeaway it is a pearl it's valuable yeah got it it could also lead to uh the creation of a lightsaber possibly so technically maybe in the wrong hands this pearl is a dangerous Yes, exactly. In the wrong hands, it could be a dangerous tool. And if you've seen season one, which I know you haven't because you're heinously Here we are, season two. Mm -hmm. There is a character, uh, one of the cliffhangers that season one ends on is the the villain of season one uh, uh, is revealed to be alive and wielding a a dark sword of some sort, a, a saber, a dark saber of some sorts. Is that the bald guy at the end? No. Oh. We'll get there. That bald guy at the end. Ooh. (laughs) Goosebumps, Caroline. Goosebumps. Okay. But we'll leave the pearl behind because Mando's got bigger fish to fry. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, he came to Tatooine looking for a Mandalorian and he doesn't find him. But someone is also watching Mando from a distance. Do you know who this is? No. Do you want to wager a guess? His father. I don't know. It's not his father. It's not his father. Okay. But this, uh, so it's a little bit unclear who this character is, right? Because he doesn't speak. He doesn't say anything. On IMDb, he's credited as Boba Fett. So this, I'll tell you this. The actor is Tamura Morrison, a very famous actor in the Star Wars universe. Also just a tremendous actor. You should check out his films. He's really, he does some really great work. But he's most known for his role as Jango Fett and Boba Fett. Um, who are, like I mentioned, Boba Fett being one of the greatest uh, bounty hunters in the Star Wars universe. But supposedly and Jango dead? Fett, like, what's that? But supposedly dead? Like wasn't... He's supposed, he was supposedly dead, okay. yeah. But here's the other sort of angle we can take this. That could be Boba Fett, like a survive some somehow Boba Fett survived and he is sort of witnessing things from Tatooine in solitary. You can tell that he's kind of like scarred and roughed up on his face, right? Yeah. He looked like he's gone through some stuff. So it could be Boba Fett. However, the other thing that you should know is Boba Fett is the son of Jango Fett. And Jango Fett's DNA was used to create the clone army. Like from Attack of the Clones. Yes. So okay. you see all the stormtroopers, everyone that's in that uniform. Yes. They are all clones. Okay. Who all look like that guy we saw at the end. How do we know that he's just not a clone? Exactly. Oh fuck. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So we don't know if that's Boba Fett. One hundred percent sure. IMDb and uh-huh. Wikipedia say that could be Boba Fett, but there's a different angle. The thing is, okay. it could be Boba Fett, or it could be a stormtrooper who's gone AWOL. It could be any number of scenarios, Cause, but cause, in all likelihood, it's probably Boba Fett. Okay, because because this series takes place after Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones is the second film of the second the trilogy. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that was. Oh, but, uh, but those are but most, those are prequel films. So that's like way fucking long ago. This, that was way long ago. Yes. Okay. But the thing is, the the clones were employed all the way through even this current, um, current Star Wars trilogy. So like the clones have been around for almost a century at this point. Okay. Wait. What's, so it could be a clone. It could be Boba Fett. It's probably Boba Fett. What's the timeline between like? So there's like the prequels, like the timeline between yeah. like the beginning of the first prequel movie and then the ending of the original film. Like, what's the timeline? 
Caroline, do you want this episode to be okay? An hour sorry, long no. Or ten hours long. <laughs> Eleven. Eleven hours. Uh, you know, I'll save that little tidbit for a little bit later, just like what you asked earlier. What was the other tidbit? I s- oh, if we ever see Mando's face. Yes. Yeah. So I'll say I'll save some. Of the- we got to tease some of this gotta out. Sprinkle it in. Sprinkle yeah, in yeah. the magic. Okay. I think, how, how many episodes does season have? It's like seven or eight episodes. I think it's eight episodes. Eight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is just the starting point. We have yeah. still so much to cover, but the, that's how the Marshall ends. Mando riding off the distance with Baby Yoda and Boba Fett's armor with potentially a return to one of Star Wars' most iconic characters, Boba Fett. And if you would indulge me, Caroline, I would like to show you something at this point. Oh, right. Okay, yes. So, for the listeners, you're going to miss out on this, but I have this beautiful piece of art done by Mike Mitchell. It's one of the original sort of prints, and it's a portrait of Boba Fett. Can you see that, Caroline? Yeah. Thank I forgot you. I had this. Really? <laughs> I broke the frame for it. Oh my so god! It's just been in my closet, but it. I love this piece. But basically, this is Boba Fett, and so everyone in uh, the Star Wars world loves Boba Fett. So to see him return potentially is very exciting. Not even for me as like a casual Boba Fett fan, but for the entire for the entire fandom. And so what I'll say to that is, season one. They point blank asked John Favreau, like, hey, is Boba Fett going to be in the show? Is Boba Fett going to be in the show? Repeatedly, no, no, no. Boba Fett's dead. No, no, no. There's no Boba Fett. So I kid you not, Caroline, I lost my mind when I saw this happen unfold on, on TV. Mm-hmm. How, was, how would you describe your reaction? My reaction, jaw drop, gasps, <gasps> just wild. I was like, your reaction? Well, it is spooky season, so I was like, are we getting a little like mummy crossover? Mummy? Are we getting a little <laughs> crossover? I'm gonna flip my table, Caroline. <laughs> I saw that guy. I was out. like, I was like, that looks like mummy. Or like the other, I don't know, some like Dwayne the Rock Johnson film where he's <sighs> bald and shirtless. The Scorpion King? Yes, that's the one. <laughs> That's the one. Yes. Oh, wow. Well, we did it. We recapped season two, episode one, otherwise known as chapter nine, The Marshal. The Marshal. We did it. This is the start of season two. And wow, what a start. What a banger. Mm -hmm. And for me, I am on board. I'm my interest in the show is renewed. Yours probably never started. I mean, I guess I just am like, is there because because I know it's going to tie up all nice at the end of each episode with each like task that needs to occur like i guess i'm like wondering like what's going to be the through line of tension to like keep me wanting to like know because if it's just like we got to get baby yoda home i'm like that shit's creepy so (laughs) i don't know a lot of the complaints from season one was that each episode felt a little bit repetitive because baby yoda not only was a lovable character but he kind of served as a MacGuffin, which is sort of just a plot device Mm -hmm. to get and so so in season two what we're seeing is a completely different Mando from season one and one whose quest is to really create a safeguard for this, this uh, baby Yoda, because you haven't seen season one. Literally everyone is hunting down baby Yoda. Everyone wants to kill or capture or test. They want to do awful things to baby Yoda. And because we know that Yoda dies in the original trilogy. Well, this is not Yoda. Right. Exactly. I was going to say, I know that that's not like, the Yoda. It's just yeah. whatever kind Yoda is. A little baby version of him. Yeah. Okay. Which and, and that race of aliens, I don't even think it has a name. It might have. I'll Google it later. But they're pretty much extinct. They're no no one's seen this type of uh alien since Yoda. And I think a lot of people thought Yoda was the last of its kind. Mm. So to somehow find a baby version of this has a lot of potential in the world. And I will say, I will leave you with this, Caroline. Mm-hmm. Uh, baby Yoda has force abilities. So this means that Baby Yoda could be a Jedi. Okay. Which, <laughs> by your reaction, doesn't mean anything to I'm you. I'm like, cool. So was Luke Skywalker. And then didn't he become Darth Vader? No. Wait, <laughs> no. who did Luke Skywalker? Oh, no, no. Luke Darth Vader was the dad. So Luke Skywalker. Hold on. We're over Caroline, an hour. we need to end this episode. Okay. I need to end this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cancel you right now if, if you keep keep saying. 
Anakin Skywalker. That's the there one. There we go. Oh, okay. You remember that sound effect from earlier in the episode? It's pew, coming pew, pew, back. Pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to plug anything before we we end this episode? Uh, follow us on Instagram at heinously uninformed. I think you made a Twitter. Is it at heinously you? Yeah, it's at heinously you because there's too many characters. So much character. <laughs> uh, I am yeah. on Instagram, Caroline Danger. I have an Etsy store, Curio by Caroline. Get some cute seasonal masks and other shit that I'm sewing up. What about you? Awesome. So just to reiterate, Instagram, Twitter, heinously uninformed or heinously you. But also, if you want to see the video portion, we have a YouTube channel, also heinously uninformed on YouTube, which will be releasing full length episodes, both to the Instagram and YouTube. So if you want to watch instead of listen, you can go that route. Uh, for me, I am continually making uh, YouTube videos for a channel called Albie Player One, which is examining the intersection of movies and video games with a critical eye, sort of media criticism, media analysis. If that niche nerd stuff is up your alley, then check it out, please. Awesome. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, and please uh, give us a rating review if you like what you hear if you don't 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 say anything please i'm sensitive but if, if you don't <laughs> still leave a rating that is positive. positive i don't care if it's a it's a, fi- a fake rating all all the support helps yes, so thank you so true. much for listening yeah thanks for and listening. supporting yes yeah all right until next week in a galaxy far far away we are heinously uninformed goodbye bye